Talking in the Game Aesthetic, episode 162, back after a one-week break. Almost went on a break today, and my internet shit itself. But we're back. We're here. Uh, I, I Honestly, I'm an idiot. I almost forgot we could just do a pre-record. Shout out to Zach and Studio for being like, hey, we can just do a pre-recorded episode. How you doing, man? I'm good. I mean, it's pre-recorded, so now we can say shit that we can delete later. Oh, no, we're live. Oh, we are live? We are, we're live. Internet's back. Oh, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> internet's back. Dang, we can't take some really super hot takes now. <laughs> no, internet's back. We are live. John, how are I'm you? I'm still here, Zach. <laughs> I can always take a hot take. <laughs> so we literally just talked over the opening then? Oh, uh, no, it's muted. It's muted. No, it's no, all I, I saw. I, I, saw him, okay. I saw him, like, right before he... Uh, we would like stop talking. He was like, "Okay, go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I've got that thing on blast, boys. How we doing though? How we doing? Good to see you guys. I haven't seen you guys in a few weeks. I haven't seen y'all in two weeks. Yeah, so. good to see you guys. How we doing? Yeah, because he wasn't on the last episode, were you? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't, I was, on, oh. I wasn't on the Persona episode where with Agus. Oh, okay. that. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. How we doing, boys? I'm better. Oh, funny thing about that. <laughs> I stopped playing Persona. Not even oh, surprised. Man, I'm not surprised either. I'm not. I'm not certain I'm done with the game, but I'm. Not, I haven't played it since. Yeah, okay. Shit, but that's, that's getting... what I forgot to get. Ring. I was gonna bring my Morgana too. Oh. Oh, you. Oh, you have a Morgana. Okay. Yeah, from the uh, P5 collector's edition. One of the 17 they released. The original P5 collection. Okay. There we go. Because I also Good got specifications. Because I also got the stupid school uh, book bag that came with it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I've noticed that the uh, the one more edition is actually still on sale every once in a while for base price too. I've looked at, I'm like, should I? I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm I have the uh, steal your heart edition. So I will say, I almost picked up the one more edition because I don't remember what site it was on, uh, but it was some site that always runs insanely good deals. They had the one more edition for seventy bucks. And I almost bought it. I don't know why I didn't. I think it's because I was broke recently. But that that was a pretty good price in my opinion. Yeah, no, that would have been a good price. No. Speaking of good prices, there were I think it was like you know just hum, uh, humble bumble whatever. They had an incredible deal recently. I didn't hit it up because I'm not a diehard fan or anything. Yeah. But for anyone that is, bro, that is such a stupidly good deal. Where I think it was like ten bucks, and you basically bought thirty five Mega Man games because the games that was in the bundle was hey. all of the collection games. Okay. Yeah, so like the you know the the Battle Network collection, both the Legacy, both the X collections, the Zero collection, like so it was like thirty five games for like ten dollars. I'm like that's a that's a steal. Yeah. Every now and then they do like big Mega Man bundles or they'll yeah. do like a big Sonic bundle. Yeah. And like franchises like that where they especially like when they have a bunch of like older games, right. they'll just give you all of them. Yeah. No, I mean I've been keeping an eye on some of those deals. Those are pretty solid. Uh, but anyway, so for today's episode, uh, we are going to be talking about the, I guess the uh, the only way to put it is really the future of Xbox, because during our break week, there was the shit show that was, with all the reports that like Xbox was giving up on their hardware, essentially, and like Starfield's going to PlayStation, Indiana Jones going to PlayStation, all Halo's going to PlayStation, it was a shit show. Uh, and then they had the official Xbox podcast the other day where they talked about it in detail. And in a surprising plot twist. It was a good show. <laughs> John's the one that listened to it. It, it, was, an, it was an interesting I podcast, not, actually. I did not. I didn't know it was the thing until they mentioned it today. See, normally, normally, I'm the one that does my homework on this. And these guys just show up and they just react and just have a good time. John's the one that listened to it. I'm impressed. What a plot twist. It's actually a fun show. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. 
then we have the reports about the Switch 2 being delayed into Q1 2025. That's gonna, I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting about that one because this is something that I called back in the prediction episode. So we're going to round back, you know, circle back to that. And then, uh, you know, I got in the weekly wrap up, but it's, of course, on the title of just uh, how Embracer Group is basically still completely burning to the ground right now. Uh, with everything that they've been canceling and just all the job cuts and everything. Uh, so we're going to dive into that. And really, whatever else, you know, we've been off for a week. Uh, whatever else we want to chat about, what we've been up to. Lo- loads more in the weekly wrap-up. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, all right, boys. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's go ahead and let's jump, jump into things. Let's jump into the, the future of Xbox. Like I said, last week, all these reports came out. The Xbox is basically giving up on exclusivity stuff. You know, moving a lot of games to... to you know, being multi-plat, whatever. And I will say some of it, you know, I still think could be a possibility down the line. Like it wouldn't shock me, let's say two years from now, three years from now, Starfield goes to PlayStation, you mm-hmm. know, like that, something like that wouldn't shock me. Maybe a few years from now, Indiana Jones does. But I think for the most part, these first party games, they're going to be very hard, you know, first party exclusive for many years before they would ever even consider going elsewhere. You know, and just with the with the Xbox podcast before John can maybe kind of talk about it, you know, in a lot more detail than I can with my notes. Like I know some things like Phil Spencer said is like, I think we would be stupid to not consider that possibility, you know, in some form down the line, you know, which is fair, you know, in the gaming industry, stay open minded, whatever, and just, you know, consider things down the line, whatever. Um, but you know, there are apparently four games going to multi-plat and based on all the reports I've seen, it's gonna be like Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Thieves, Pentiment, and Grounded. Those make sense, honestly, especially two of them being multiplayer yeah. games. Those make perfect sense. Well, uh, at the at the end of the day, just kind of leading off with it, yeah. based on everything they said during that podcast, and I think they even said during the podcast, like moving forward, there's no major changes yeah. happening to any like their plans or anything. They're it's like they're just realizing kind of the the times that we're in. And uh, that they can't, or like all of their games just being exclusive on Xbox, not going to work. Right. Or it's like not going to work as well. Uh, but yeah, as, as far as game, because the question was asked, what were the considerations for yeah. like uh, games that they went to pick? And kind of what they said was games that were at least at least a year old. Oh, uh of the initial games, games at least a year old, games that uh, kind of had a community around them and were kind of community-driven. And uh, I think it was, uh, part of it was like, uh, they also looked at games that had 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 like kind of an early access period. Right. But but yeah, it was like, that's why like some things like Sea of Thieves, Grounded, that's why those are in there. Then they talked about game uh the other the other thing they said was games that were only on xbox that had reached their peak and games that could no longer grow while only being on xbox mm-hmm. that's why like hi-fi rush is on there yeah. where people are considered it because it, it's pretty much reached everyone it's going to reach on xbox yeah and that one is honestly like so the, uh, for these four games, there was a lot of reports saying that they that these four were the four. But for Hi-Fi Rush, that one's like that one's beyond like locked in because like there was a uh, data mining leaks showing like different graphics and images like in game 
that was very heavily indicating, you know, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So like that one's locked, which makes sense because I mean the way the way they described the way you're 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 putting it is so accurate of a game like Pentiment and Hi-Fi Rush. They've reached their ceiling yeah. on Xbox. That, that's one thing they stressed when it because they kept kind of asking, "Hey, what are these four games going to be?" And they kept going, "We're not going to tell you what the games are, but here are our here's what we looked here's at the guidelines. Here's here's what we looked at, and here's how we picked them, and that's why like." Even as I was here to say it, I'm like, okay, yeah, probably see at the eaves. Yeah. And then I, I saw Grounded later, and I went, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, just because, yeah, I mean, those games you put, you you put them on other consoles, and they're gonna, they're probably gonna do just as well on Xbox, maybe better. Yeah. Um, it's like, and you can definitely see that with Grounded and see at these being have been on PC, how they've done on those that platform. True. So. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, one of uh, kind of just besides like the games that they're talking about, they were talking about is, um, they, I think we, they've said it before, but like going forward, all big first party games and stuff will be coming to game pass day one. Yeah. That's something they, they it's like, confirmed is they, still a thing. Yeah. They've, they've said it before, but we haven't heard it in a while. We just see game pass on every trailer. Yeah. So they did reiterate that. And then the other big thing that they were pushing uh, going forward is their like play anywhere, buy it once or or whatever, and be able to play it on console, PC, cloud, anywhere that you can access your Xbox account, mm-hmm. being able to play it there, and that being like the big where one of their big kind of pillars yep. uh, behind their their plan going forward is yep. like not just the game being there but your save data and everything, being able to transfer. So if you're playing on your console and move over to your PC, all of your stuff is still there. Right. It's like kind of emphasizing that's that's a big cornerstone of how they want to do it. Yeah. yeah and then all their console talk, which, yeah, going, going into the podcast, it sounded like hardware was going to be something they didn't care about anymore. Uh, they, they, they dealt with that pretty quick. Like no, uh, the the cornerstone of Xbox isn't just our branding. It's not Game Pass. It's the hardware, and uh, the reasoning they gave for it pretty straightforward actually. Uh, because if we want to have Xbox <clears throat> games, or it's like developers, if we want them to be on Xbox and we want people to play on Xbox, having a console where we can just give them. Or like having the hardware where we can say, "Hey, make make it for these specs, and it'll play on anything that you could ever want to play an Xbox game on." That's that's pretty much what it boiled down to mm-hmm. is having the hardware makes it so any developer or anything out there they can just give them the spec sheet and go, "If you make it for this, it'll run perfectly on Xbox," and that's that was kind of the whole argument for it, which yeah. honestly makes a lot of sense, right? And it's like, because at this point with Game Pass, which they did say 34 million users, mm-hmm. uh, incredible number. Yep. But yeah, with with like Game Pass and that, yeah, you can have Game Pass and you can, it's like you can access it on different computers and that. But at the end of the day, they got to have a target to make the games for. Yeah. So make it's like make your console. Your console's not at this point. The console's not really what they're selling. 
Right. It's just the way to access their games. Yeah. And it seems like that's kind of what they're viewing it as. Right. And I feel like all the reports that like came out last week, I honestly feel like that was just like one person that just somehow, some way got the report out there in the right kind of trolly way and everyone just kind of ran with it. Yeah. Because like you look at the big picture, right? We saw the massive Xbox leak where it basically like leaked out like all future hardware plans. Now, granted, you know, Phil came out and said some of the, a lot of those plans have changed, whatever. Have they though? We'll see. Well, it's like you do that, you go through this like year plus process to buy Activision Blizzard, and you're going to tell me that some between when the deal of Activision Blizzard got finalized, what within the last few months, something random happened that was so catastrophic where everyone's just like, "Well, Xbox is done, guys. We're, we can't make. We're done. We're not. We're everything's going multi. Like that doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. And you know, with I also saw with the, like the podcast, whatever they detailed that like refreshing new hardware you know, set to come out like this holiday and they're talking about the next console where it's going to be the biggest technical leap ever. Well, so I'm that's not, pretty fascinating. Well, it's, it's unsure based on the phrasing and the context and when they were talking about it, if, if the biggest technical leap is going to be the, like this mid generation Xbox. Yeah, that's fair. Or that's fair. the next generation of console that they're going to make. Yeah. Uh, cause the, just the timing of when they said it was while they were kind of talking about it almost sounded like updating the current series of consoles, but they could have been referring to it as a, like the next generation as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not certain there. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to just one up everything they have now mm. uh, and just make it with more accessible hardware in that. Mm. But yeah, they, uh, they did say as well, like, uh, I, I think we've mentioned it already, but like Starfield, Indiana Jones were con like they were they were two games name drop said these games are not going multiplat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like these are staying on Xbox. We are not we are not doing anything with these. And uh, from the way it sounded, it's like it seems kind of like the PlayStation approach to stuff where. At least that's the vibe I got, where it's like, they're going to make the games, it's going to be on Xbox for a little while, and then they may look at some of the games being able to go to, like, with Sony, it's mostly PC, that they're, it takes a couple years to get to. Yeah, but true. kind of that approach, where it's like, okay, we'll have it for a couple years, and then we'll let other people play it on something else. Yeah. But it's not going to be every game. Right. And then it also sounded like some games, kind of like the more, the smaller games, the games that aren't necessarily meant to be on one console kind of like high five rush where that's a game where it already it exploded out when it came out yeah but if it was on everything it would have been everywhere oh yeah but i think games like that they're going to be more open to releasing everywhere right with this exciting new hardware that's apparently coming holiday this year, what do you think it is? I mean, what do both of you guys think it is? Do you think it's going to be like a, that mid-gen refresh we saw on the roadmap, or do you think it would be a uh, possible handheld that we saw on the roadmap? Or both? Do you think they might do both? The X-Sphere. All right, now we're, we're, we're dialing into some Drake and Josh things here with the Game-Sphere. Is that what we're kind of feeling here? No. no. It's a combination. It's a sphere that you hold... And it has little indents on the sides where you hold it like that, and it projects outwards. <laughs> no, that's not even what I was thinking. Where are you going with it? <laughs> my thing went uh, the VR route. It's a big-ass sphere you actually get into, strapped into. Oh, my into. God, stop. 
Full 360 all-round motion. We went two you know, different directions, yes, and they're did. both just as bad. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, when you started describing, like, security, like, you know, you know, to kind of, like, put on whatever, I, my first thought was, like, what, are we about to be, like, Professor X with Cerebro? Is that, like, is that what we're doing? Yes. Like, <laughs> so, meanwhile, I'm just imagining holding a console here while you look up and right. play. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, do you the got, power of imagination. Exactly. But do you guys think like a possible handheld is in the works, or do you think it's gonna be like a mid-gen refresh? Uh, It'll be a mid-gen refresh with some, not a true handheld, but a weird secondary handheld, like a, like a PlayStation Portal. Yeah, it's no. gonna it's gonna be some <laughs> it's gonna be some strange, not natively playing games console. No. Like handheld thing that no. you have to carry around. I mean, yeah, I would agree with John's yeah, take. It probably is. With some sort of offshoot Steam Deck as the Xbox Deck. But it's going to be touchscreen. Yeah. So it's going to be like the Portal. It's literally just the PlayStation Portal, but it's the Xbox Portal. I don't know what that is. It's the weird. That's I'm, I'm, it's the, Your life is better for not knowing. It It's like a Switch, but you hold it with the controllers on the side. You know how you, like, you have, fo- you see like the little controller that attachment you can put on a phone? No. Okay. Well, it's kind of like a big screen in the middle, like a switch, but with the controllers on the sides, and it's terrible. I didn't even know Sony released that. We've talked about it. Have we? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it. I it, apparently blotted that up from my this memory. Is back this is probably one of the times where you might fail to fall asleep. I think. We talked about it. I yeah. don't remember that. Well, yeah. Mostly when we talked about it was when me and Alex were going on a rant saying it better have all of these features and be this price point. To be good, and it had none of the features, and it's more expensive. Yeah, it's like I most definitely fell asleep during that. Yeah, no, I mean it's literally you just take a dual sense, you split it in half, you slap a screen, and slap the dual sense on it, and that's what it is. But the thing is, it can't play it natively. It's only like via like Sony. Bring back the PS Vita. We talked about that. It's possible. That was last episode. All you gotta do is give me the same weird screen thing you have. Give it all the Vita functionality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we talked about that last episode. That's that's apparently in the works. Oh, man. That's in the works. So that's something that's something to look at in the future. But no, I mean, if they're going to do a handheld and they just do something like a PlayStation Portal, that's going to be very depressing. I, I want an Xbox handheld. Well, no, I I, I have a feeling I, I have a feeling that eventually they're going to make a handheld, but they're going to want some gimmick thing with their like refresh of the consoles, right? So they're going to give you some weird handheld thing so you can play it. Because they're, like I said, their big thing that they were pushing was play anywhere. That is true. Play anywhere. Uh, John might be onto something. So, okay, so what you're thinking is that the refresh is basically going to come in like a bundle where it's going to be the console and this handheld thing, almost like a Wii U. Almost like an Xbox Switch. Xbox Switch or a Wii U, yes, one of the two. You're is saying, that the vibe? You're saying two things that are not good for <laughs> talking about an updated version of a console. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's, so, look, that Switch has the manpower of 40 fish. So look, I'm picturing... <laughs> Shut up, Zach. So I'm picturing a box, okay? We're going to, uh, you know, our retail box. It's going to come with the refresh console. That's going to be the cylinder thing. So they're they're really hard committing that you got to stand this thing up. Uh, and it's going to come with this, you know, this portal as well as the new controller, whatever it is. That's going to be the that's going to be the exciting hardware. Is that what we're feeling? Is that yeah, what's about to happen? Yeah, it's going to come bundled together. Yeah. Or you buy just the console and the controller and then you have a secondary box that's just that thing for people who want to just buy it. Okay. 
What what's the name? The kicker is it only works with the updated one. No. <laughs> what's the name, John? That's a great name. What's the name? Do we? I mean, you're the name guy for the Switch. Switch Two, Electric Boogaloo. I mean, you're the you're the name guy. I just I, all I called it was the new Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I know, and then we just kept rattling off names. What's the name, John? What's the name for the new Xbox refresh? The Series V, the Series W. Xfinity. Series Z. Xfinity. <laughs> you can't do that. That's trademark. I, mean, I just trademark, but it would be great. <laughs> Honestly, they'll probably call it something dumb like X Mobile. Oh yeah, something stupid. Because you'll. It, it, this is gonna be the, the XP. There you go. Because this 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 is gonna be like the X. Just call it Vista. Okay, wait. So this is the updated Stop. one. This is. <laughs> Stop. Put that in the past. Leave that in the past. Okay, I'm trying to think. Last generation, we had the Xbox One. Yes. But then we had the updated version, which was the Xbox, Xbox One S. X. No, S first. Oh, there was an and S. Then the was there was an and then it was an S. Yeah, there was an S. And then it was the Xbox One X. So this has got to be the Xbox Series XS. Or the Xbox Series X1. No. <laughs> Xbox Series XS. See, if you call it the Xbox oh, Series X One, and it comes with the portal thing, that's you know the one is because it's like everything is in one. You can do everything with this box. Attach a rocket, you can send it into space. Xbox Series X squared. <laughs> <laughs> that's also possible. <laughs> Who knows, man? Oh, I'm, hey, man? Look, look the the portable. I'm calling it. It's going to be called Xbox Series XP. For X Portable. That's what it's going to be. I'm calling it right now. XB. That's going to be the name for it. Mm. I mean, I would, I would be It's going to be it. something dumb regardless. <laughs> it's going to be something. Yeah, well, it's going to be something stupid. I mean, Xbox, like, they have no direction on naming. They're like Nintendo. They have no oh. direction on name. They're just doing it's their gonna, thing. It's, it's going to be the Xbox Portal. <laughs> Xbox, yeah. Just straight up, just take a page <laughs> they, out of PlayStation. They, yeah, because it's like, then they're just going to have them compete. And then when neither of them sell well, they're going to blame the other. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like the the Spider Man, uh, you know, finger point is all it's gonna be. No, I mean, uh, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing what the exciting hardware is gonna be. You know, we saw that we saw like the roadmap and stuff, so I'm I'm very very curious if we're gonna see like you know like that handheld or if it's just gonna be like a big midget or this just big combo. So I'm, I'm looking forward. To, that new controller is supposed to come out sometime this year too. Like the the mid grade controller between the crappy one that comes with the console and then the Elite. There's some that that's coming out this year. Uh, that's supposed to be announced in the next few months, I think. So I don't know. Uh, Diablo 4 is also coming to Game Pass yeah. uh, March 28th. Yeah. So that's kind of opening the door for Activision Blizzard games, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they made a big point of of saying, like, since that's done, Activision Blizzard games. But the only reason they really specified Diablo 4 is it's the only one that is somewhat relevant. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Blizzard games will, as they make games over the years, would come to Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, which... Yeah, makes sense. You know, at, even though they had one game in development, they got canceled after like what four years of development, whatever it was. I don't remember whatever the survival game was that they were working on. So I don't know. I'll be curious. The one thing that I'll be, I'm still gonna be curious to see eventually is how they're gonna handle like anything with like let's say Warcraft. You know, like on PC, oh. are they gonna merge that <clears throat> into like a PC Game Pass somehow? 
similar to how they struck a deal with Riot to get League of Legends on Game Pass and you get like all the champions, you know, some bullshit like that. I'm curious if they're going to do something with WoW on, you know, PC Game Pass. That's just going to be, we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't see why not. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it would hurt Blizzard or Xbox if they just give people free crap on their account. Yeah. I will say it was funny because when they, when they were talking about, because they were talking about uh, developers coming to Xbox and being able to be successful because of the, of, of the different models that Xbox offers for people for releases, whether it be like free to play, early access, like discounted games and stuff like that. Basically on release yeah. for anybody anywhere can play it how they want to. And uh, it's like one of or the main game they pointed to for it was Power World. Yes. Like having Power World be able to release in its technically early access period yeah uh, or like game preview as xbox calls it mm-hmm. uh it's like they pointed it and then it was funny because when they talked about like games being on every system they they did make a point to talk about call of duty <laughs> okay i would hope so after everything they went through yeah it's like they did because it, it was like they were talking about games on every system and they were like it was kind of like like our Call of Duty games. <laughs> <laughs> They're really trying to get that point across. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So overall, good podcast though. I mean, it was an it, it, it was, was an, enjoyable. It was an enjoyable listen, and it was also nice because it was only like thirty five minutes. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's, a, not, that's, that's a nice. That's, that's not bad. Then I may actually stop and actually listen to it then at some point. You know, to really get the full context. I meant to. I just, I've had a busy week. It, yeah, it, it was kind of a thing. It was like a short, it may have been it, somewhere around 40, 30, 45 minutes, somewhere in there, I think. Okay. Uh, but it was it, like, it was nice because it was kind of like, we're going to hit the main points, but we got big people here. It's like, we got big names at Xbox here, so we can't go long. <laughs> Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you had three of them there. You had Matt Booty, Sarah Vaughn, and Phil Spencer. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it was the. It was like, look at all the big names we got, but we got to be quick. Yeah, it's like we don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, all right. So before we move on to our next topic, let's give a special shout out to one of our sponsors, Agent Inc. You can pick up a jersey. Use the referral link down below. We've got great jerseys at the shop. Some of the best jerseys across the entire website. <laughs> Zach's looking around. Where's our shell? <laughs> hey, just thought we I thought I would try something different today. All right. Instead of just hitting everything at the beginning, let's spread it out throughout the show. Speaking of big shout outs, I want to give a big shout out to uh give a big shout out to Tekken 8. Woo! Tekken 8, three weeks out from launch, two million copies sold. Ooh. That's, that's nice. solid. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It uh I think it was Tekken Seven took a couple months to hit that number. Yep. And especially for like fighting games in modern times, like Tekken Tekken is kind of the more it's the one that appeals to casuals the most. Mm-hmm. What which is why like it's able to hit those numbers a bit quicker. Yep. Impressive how fast it was able to hit them for a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, just kinda wanted to shout that out because uh a lot of fighting games these days don't even sell two million copies, or it, it, it's like they may sell two million over the course of their lifetime. And Tekken Eight's managed to do it in three weeks. Hell yeah! Shout out to that. Still very fun. Yeah, good. Still mad I don't got any of my mains in it. Opens up new possibilities for you. I mean, not really. I just went back to a main from two series from two games ago. 
opens up new possibilities yeah. for yeah. you. Also, I mean, you you, you you say that part's disappointing, Zach, but still, for for a launch fighting game these days, like 30, 30 oh, fighters it's got a good is roster. incredible. It's got a good roster. Don't, don't, I'm not, not well, the I, roster. I, I, saw, I saw a comparison uh, earlier today on a video I was watching. Mm-hmm. So Tekken 8 launched with 30 characters. I think Dragon Ball Fighters on release, which is with a 3v3 fighting game, mm-hmm. didn't have 30 characters. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I'm not doc- knocking the Tekken roster because the roster no, itself those, is very good and very thorough. Mm-hmm. It, I'm, I'm just salty. He's, he's personally yeah, bummed. He's, he's personally been, I'm just been personally hurt. salty. <laughs> personally salty. He was attacked. They, they attacked him specifically. <laughs> I don't got Eddie or Miguel. Yeah. Personally attacked is what happened to you. <laughs> so I went and flexed back on the lily. Yeah. All right, let's hit I, our next topic. I will please. say King is very satisfying. To play. Oh, I've seen some. So I've seen fun. some of King's combos. They're fucking ridiculous. It's so much fun. I think I, I, you weren't here when we were talking, or when I was telling him about it. Because uh, it's like one of those games. Like, like I said, it's not going to be a main focus for it, but it's going to be one where I I hop on hop a couple on, times a, a week, rounds, play yeah, a few have rounds. A good time. And it's like I have been just like giddy with excitement while playing that game because it's just satisfying. Yeah, yeah. He was going, he was going on about King. King's his boy, having a good time. It's just, I mean, it's me, just, me it's really learning Willie has been very satisfying because the hits are very nice. Right. It's good. Uh, all right, let's hit our next topic, boys. Uh, so the report came out, I think it was actually just yesterday, uh, maybe last night, this morning, uh, one of the two, I think it was mostly yesterday, about uh, apparently the Switch 2 has been delayed to quarter one, 2025. Uh, so that does still keep it in this fiscal year for Nintendo, which is ultimately what they were aiming for, um, but does push it out of the calendar year. And I mean, I saw uh, backing from like VGC and Bloomberg, uh, amongst a bunch of others, you know, backing this report that, yes, this is what's happening. Uh, it is, in fact, being delayed. That's what Nintendo's been telling its publishers uh, that it is being pushed there, mostly to build a stronger first-party launch. So if I had to guess, we'll probably get a reveal sometime, like, I don't know, October, November, and then get the launch in March, basically kind of copy-paste what they did with the Switch. Because that's what they did with the Switch. So that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Did they? Yeah, they revealed it end of year and then launched it in, launched it in March. Which is, I mean understandable if they want to but if you if you want to delay it to be able to have more first party games release on it just do the full year right like give it the full year because the the problem with doing it in march is you're you you've completely skipped that holiday window now so now it's like you you'll over the year yeah you're gonna sell it but you're not it's not gonna come out near as hot as if it does at the holiday time right and also, if you're delaying it by like three months for, it's like you better be delaying it for a fucking banger. See, that's my mindset. It's, it's like if, if, what's, if you're what's the launch? If you're not delaying it for a flagship title, and you're delaying it so you can have like two other like, like middle of the road, first party like first IPs. parties or yeah, something like, like a Mario and I, I don't, Donkey Kong. I'm not saying shit. that as like a, any knocked anything, but it's like it's it's like say yeah, kind of like a new first party or like a new big Mario game or like a new big Zelda or a new big something like that yeah, versus those, like big ones, yeah. versus like let's a, say like like a, a like a Mario sport game or yeah, something yeah or like uh like let's say Luigi's Mansion 4 for yeah. example like yeah. while, while if, everyone would love to see that 
if you're I mean, come it, on. it's like if, <laughs> if you're not delaying it for one of your big boys like pikmin 5 for all I mean, after the reception of Pikmin 4, it might not be a bad idea. Oh, my God. Yes! You relax. Yes! <laughs> okay, Alec, let me ask you. What do you think is going to get a bigger excitement, a Luigi's Mansion game or a new Pikmin game? When, honestly, it's like, think back to the last release of a Luigi's Mansion game versus Pikmin 4. Pikmin 4 had way, it, like, a louder audience towards like liking that game <laughs> right but it's, it's just one of those where it's like if you're not gonna release if you're not delaying it for a f- like a flagship mainline first party nintendo banger what's the point yeah i mean because at that point i'm expecting like you're saying like a mario odyssey 2 or something like yeah. that if if that's not the case just release 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 it during the holiday time and then get yourself your other games there because you'll push console sales there and then a couple months later people are gonna be sitting there going man i need some games and then you start releasing them see my mindset is gonna be uh it's gonna be a 3d mario i think it's gonna be like a mario odyssey too that's that's the thing it's gotta it has to be or else it doesn't make sense even that it's got to be bigger than mario odyssey at this point yeah because mario odyssey was one of their flags when coming with the switch came out right yeah, uh, it came out in the calendar year. Okay. Yeah, because you know, it was it launch was, title was Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But okay. It, it was like one of the. Uh... Well, here's another didn't, thing. Didn't Breath I mean, of the Wild come out on Wii U? Yeah, yeah it came out on both. Yeah. But it was a launch title. Yeah, it Switch. was a launch on Switch because I remember yeah. that being a thing. Yeah, but everybody had already played it on their Wii U's. Hey, right, John. <laughs> no, they came out at the same time, John. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, but nobody had with, switches with, yet. with that, with also saying the whole flagship thing, do you think they would possibly risk it for a big new flagship of an IP of uh, reviving an IP like maybe Star Fox or something? Star like Fox that? is what I thought of. Star Fox, Earthbound, maybe not Earthbound because that's more niche being an RPG. It would. But, it, um, would it would have to be like a Star Fox or so, mm-hmm. something like that, or. Um, you think they could pull it off with like a Donkey Kong Country? And they did like a 3D Donkey Kong Country. Well, there's been rumors and reports about a 3D Donkey Kong. We've been talking about that one for a while. Yeah. So that's possible. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, they I I think okay, here's what you do. You you it's like you make your you make your big 3D Donkey Kong game, you get your new big Mario game, and you, you release the console, and you don't put the games with the console, you sell them as a double pack to go. It's like separately than the console, yeah, which would drive both the game sales and everything. And then, mm-hmm. and then you, it's like you can you put it as the double pack with its own like special box art and everything. But then you also have them individually, so that the collectors can get their double pack and everything that they want to have. And that's it's like that's big enough to do by itself. Mm-hmm. Will Prime Four be ready for launch? No. Okay. <laughs> My brain went Prime Four is something, and I went that game's not coming out. I th- it'll come out. I have I have faith. It'll happen eventually, one day, maybe a couple years from now. When we're fifty years old, Prime <laughs> Four, Redfall Second Coming. Oh God, please <laughs> no! I think Redfall still has one player. Hey, people are still playing Redfall. People went back to Redfall. They enjoyed going back to Redfall, what? John. 
No, he found one article where a guy oh, was happy about that. going back to I remember Redfall. you talking about that, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, I when the same updates came out, I watched a, a reviewer that I respect <laughs> for his opinions who went back to it. His his opinion was, I wouldn't recommend it still. <laughs> That's funny. But no, I mean, like, if like if you if you are delaying it, um, you know, to Yokai be- Watch Four. I've seen talk that Yokai Watch is coming back. Level five wants to wants to bring it back. Okay, that's a thing. That's a possibility. So I'm just throwing out random <laughs> things now. Now, um, you know, with this, I also saw that apparently Nintendo's uh, 2024 is very bare bones right now, which I could see that. I yeah. mean, at this point of of you know the the game, I could. I could see that, and and now it just makes me think: Are we finally going to see some of these, you know, long rumored back pocket titles that Nintendo's got? Like, you know, apparently Prime Two has been ready to go for a while. You know, apparently the Twilight Princess Wind Waker bundle exists. I've given up hope on that one, but yeah, will we see shit like that come out this year? No, you're know. not going to see anything that they've made. You're going to see them release something for Nintendo Switch Online. That's true. That is that is true. Um, but no, a launch lineup of like a Mario Odyssey two, maybe a prom prom four. I think prom four will be a launch game, you know, in all seriousness, all jokes aside, I do think it'll be a a launch title. I really do. Uh, what else will launch with it? I don't know. I mean, I I could definitely see some, uh, some, some port ups of like maybe like a smash ultimate mega bundle that has all the DLC characters like smash ultimate, whatever, you know, it has Mario Kart, of course. Yeah. Mario Kart nine is going to be one of the big ones. Is is Mario Kart nine going to be a launch title? That's going to be one of the big ones that people are going to be seeing when that's going to come out. People are tired of Mario Kart eight that they're done. They're done. All the DLCs out. It's done. (laughs) You know, (laughs) let's move on. You know, let's get, let's get the nine. We've been on eight for a long time. So that's also a possibility. Um, I know Luigi's mansion two comes out sometime this year. So, you know, the remake, whatever, for a Switch. So will we see a Luigi's Mansion 4? Uh, will this, you know, 3D Donkey Kong or Don- new Donkey Kong Country come out? Uh, we'll see. Uh, now, Nintendo's lineup this year is going to be pretty crappy. But I will say, when I when we did our predictions episode, me and John both hammered that, like, we, th- we think the Switch 2 is happening this year. But I did say it wouldn't shock me if it doesn't come out this year. But instead, we get some dumbass you know, hardware come out like a Switch Mini. You know what I mean? Something stupid is yeah. going to come out this year. All, I still think that's possible. All I'm saying is if you if you skip out on the holiday season to release it like first quarter next year, you, you, you're you going to need some bangers oh, to, yeah. as launch titles. I, you know what? I think we're, I think it's going to, I think it's going to happen. You know, I, it I think we're, because the rest of the year is going to be shit from Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. I mean, we've we're hoping for some hits to come in, but likely not going to happen. Yeah. Do people truly enjoy Redfall though? No, I don't think there's anyone that truly enjoy, enjoys Redfall. There's probably like one or two per- people out there. You know, there probably is. I mean, there there probably is. <laughs> I mean, I I'm over here and I beat the you know beat the drum for games people hate like you know for Spoken, me and John. So there's probably someone mm. out there who beats the drum for Redfall, and we just haven't encountered for, them yet. For what the game was. And the time investment you needed to beat it. It's okay. John, you literally said the only positive of the game is that I was on Game Pass, so you didn't have to spend money on it. Yeah, because they were going <laughs> to charge you $70 or something for the fucking game. But you said that was the only positive about the game. Yeah. 
But hey, I still, Alex, hey, I still played it for eight hours. We live uh, by hey. a seven out of ten games. Okay, that I know inclu- that includes four out of ten games as well. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, Redfall at that time it was like a three out of ten game. Now it's probably like a four point five. <laughs> four point five. All right, fair enough. Cooking Mama remaster incoming. Apparently, Cooking Mama's. Th- I mean, Cooking Mama's too. a really good series. So if that released, that would actually probably pop. I mean, off. I, th- I think Cooking Mama's coming back. So I think that I think that's a possibility. I've I've seen conversation about that one. So also shout out to Andy for coming by, hanging out with us. We love you, Andy. Hopefully, you're doing well. I miss you. Uh, but no, uh, again, wouldn't be shocked, boys, if we see like a Switch Lite come out this year. OLED light. You know, our Switch Mini, you know, it's even smaller than the light. I'm I'm calling it now. We're going to see some dumb shit come You're out You're really this year. pushing for everyone's going to release some mobile device this yeah, year. Let's, well, they're already a mobile device. What let, do you mean? Let's make a smaller Switch that's going to run even worse. It's not the first time they've done dumb shit like this. I mean, they released the 2DS that no one asked for where you couldn't even fit it in your damn pocket. I mean, if Yeah, but gonna, that was made for kids. That thing was stupid. Come on. It was made for kids. It was made for nobody. Kids, kids <laughs> Nobody loved, wanted it. Kids loved it. No, nobody wanted it. I don't it. even know what you're talking about. The 2DS? Which 2DS? The first one, the original. Oh, that one. Yeah, the big long one that like it wasn't a foldable. No. Nope. Yeah, that thing was so stupid. Yeah, it was made for kids who didn't. No one liked it. <laughs> you're, you're thinking of it as an adult's perspective. Kids loved it. No, no, no. Kids love their 3DS. Let's go find one. Let's give it to a kid. Let's see what happens. Yeah, see, see what, what he these says. Days, yeah, you're going to give it to him after the shop's going? <laughs> That's important. Yeah, Andy pointed out another one. Game Boy Micro. Let's not forget about the Game Boy Micro. Hey, those are actually sort of neat. <laughs> they are very neat. I think Game Boy Micros are super cool. So I forgot about that one. Thank you, Andy. You're helping my case right now. <laughs> Nintendo's going to do something stupid this year. Uh, Switch Mini, baby. I'm calling it. It's going to be smaller than the Switch Lite. It's going to be like the size of a phone. You can just put it right in your pocket. You have a great time. I don't think it'll be like an OLED. I mean, because like the way I see it happening is like we got the OLED priced at 350 Base Switch, I think, is still 300 Goes on sale for like 250 Switch Lite, I think, is like, I think it's 200 So like this Switch Mini will be like 100 bucks, 150 bucks. There you go. You know, it's, the size of, it's the size of a Samsung uh, Galaxy S22 or S23. You just put it right in your pocket. Yeah, but why would games. I ever? Why would I ever buy this Switch Mini when my my Samsung Galaxy is more powerful? <laughs> <laughs> but can that play Tears of the Kingdom? Yes, it, I could probably. probably I could probably. probably. You could probably emulate it on there and it would run better. <laughs> That's probably and, true. And, and, and that's not knocking it because they optimized the shit out of that game. That's they, true. They they push. That's why they it took, the That's why it took so long to come out. Is they had to they had to take the time to go. How the fuck do we, How make, do we make this, this run work? Well? I give them all the props in the world for that game, man. Like I am blown away with how game well that runs better than Breath of the Wild, dude. And that's baffling because there's just so much in that damn game. Kudos to Nintendo, man. Like, they, they knocked it out of the park with Tears of the Kingdom. That's just unbelievable to me. But anyway, yeah, Switch 2, probably being delayed to Q1 2025, gives me more time to save up for a huge lineup. Because that's going to be one of those things where it's going to come out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at it, and I'm like, shit, i got to buy like six or seven games. Uh, all right, hold up, hold up. Uh, legitimate question, do you think Nintendo will actually invest money into a new Animal Crossing game, or do you think they'll write off New Horizons as a lockdown one-off? I think they'll invest. Um, it, it, they'll make a new one, but it'll be a few years. Yeah, yeah. it'll be a few years. I mean, it did I, well I think enough with the Switch that there's probably some um, 
board somewhere with it written down for the next concept. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I understand the case of New Horizons. It's like, it came out at the right time. You know what I mean? It came out in 2020 when the world shut down. So I, I understand that it, you know, it kind of benefited from that situation. But even if that's the case, like, even now we're in 2024, people still play it all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, people that maybe like this is their first Animal Crossing, so like it it, it brought in a new fan base, kind of similar to really like what what Three Houses has, mm-hmm. you know did for Fire Emblem. You know, obviously Fire Emblem was, was popping with Fates and Awakening, whatever. But Three Houses again, it, it really brought it to a more popular level than it's ever been before. And I see the same thing with Animal Crossing. And honestly, another thing to factor in as well for what you know New Horizons did is just it's the simple saying that that people like to say it's the Switch effect. You know what I mean? Something goes to Switch. You know, gets a second chance of life, like all the Wii U games that got ported up, or something gets brought over to Switch and then it pops off, or whatever the case is, right? So it's, it, that's just kind of how it is with New Horizons, in my opinion. It's it's the Switch effect. I mean, while it came out at the right time, yes, it helped bring in a lot of new fans. Like there are still new fans playing it now, looking forward to the next game. And keep in mind, like for like you know a week, uh, it was the number one selling Switch game of all time, and then Mario Kart Eight beat it out again you know because it's still good you mark Kart it's still being bundled with consoles it's kind of hard not to be but i well, mean it's second highest selling switch game of all time so it's also i've noticed over the years nintendo likes to do this thing where they release something it blows up in the world and then they kind of just let it sit there for like five to seven years and it's like yeah they'll give they'll have little updates and stuff come out keep feeding people a little bit here and there once or twice a year yeah and while people want more of it, they kind of just let it sit there and they're like, we're going to do another one eventually. But if they get, if they, it's like, especially the thing of the Switch effect, new people are buying it because they just happen to have three Switches in their house. True. It also gives people time to go, I really like this. I wonder if there's been any other of them. And then they go back and they buy the older ones mm-hmm. and they play it and they go, and then they get. But it's like by the time they kind of go back through, come back and play through everything again, they're like, okay, yeah, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to the next one that comes out now. Yeah, exactly. It, it's like been Nintendo's strategy forever. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, it's it just, works. It's just like, we're going to release stuff. It's like, we're going to throw shit at the wall and maybe, maybe a quarter of it sticks. And that stuff that sticks, man. People are gonna people are gonna be clamoring for it when we finally release the next one. Yeah, and also to further back up that I think they'll you know invest in whatever the new game is. Hey, let's not forget they released a pretty expansive um, you know DLC for New Horizons. So I mean I feel like that's just in. Uh, granted, it's New Horizons, so it makes sense to invest in it. But yeah, that's still I don't think they've done that before. I mean they may have released like small DLC stuff before. I don't know. Andy, you could tell me. Uh, for like maybe like New Leaf or whatever the Wii U festival game was or the Wii game, whatever. I don't remember what that one's called. But I mean, New Horizons was a pretty huge, you know, pretty huge expansion, a lot of uh, new additions. I mean, I feel like that's kind of proof that they're, you know, further investing in it. Um, He says, that's honestly a really fair point. I think it encourages people to go back and purchase past titles given the brand longevity and to build a fan base. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's that's really the Switch effect. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I was saying. It's like, yeah. especially games on Switch. Like you have, not even just like that type of game. Look at Mario Odyssey. Yeah, people. It's like people. Are, we're talking about them potentially coming out with their new big 3D Mario game mm-hmm. because it's been that long, and that's first year Switch. Yeah, yeah. So at this point, 
at this point, we're we're ready for it, but that game has also had time for everyone who wants to play it to play it. And a lot of people who may have picked it up on Switch or bought it bundled with Switch at some point. And thinking about it, I mean, we just got hit with the newest, most recent uh, 2D Mario game, Mario Wonder. So people got in their 2D fix. So yeah, it's a perfect time for them to roll out a 3D to hit that other fix. Yeah, yeah. and Mario Wonder was, you know, Game of the Year nominee. Yeah. yeah. It's just that it's that Nintendo cycle where they're like, we're not going to do yearly because if we do yearly, you'll have, you, you won't have gotten your fill of it. Yeah. And when it also when it comes to like just giving the brand longevity and stuff, honestly, just another point. It's like if you just make a really like amazing game, like that game is gonna probably you know potentially be and well probably it will be realistically it will be the first time someone's played that franchise you know for for oh, yeah. someone which and if they love it because it's an amazing game, it will help push them back to further titles. You know, like I'm a great example for a couple of franchises like Fire Emblem. I've dabbled in some Fire Emblem before Three Houses. Three Houses what made me fall in love with it. And I've since gone back and have enjoyed other Fire Emblem games. You know, same thing with Persona. Persona 5 Royal, my first Persona. Now I'm enjoying three. I've dabbled in four. I want to continue four. One and two might be a little rough, especially from what you've told me. But that's, you know, that, that's a different story. You know, so like, you know, there, there are, you know, if you just make a great game, it's going to help push people to want to go back and, you know, just continue to experience the brand. Uh, do you think a yearly release schedule feeds into the Call of Duty problem where game companies are expected to release games on a certain set schedule? Yes, yes. 100%, 100%. 100%. I mean, that's why several of them, like a lot of the games that we're doing, that, Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, some of yeah. the sports games, WWE, Had to they, slow down. they slowed down and cut back, yep. and which Assassin's Creed's picked up their pace again, which is sort of... We'll see how that goes. Yeah, because we had Mirage come out last year, and then this year we're apparently getting that uh, codename Red, yeah. the, uh, the Japan one. Yeah. And then Call of Duty for a while. I mean, that's why they had two different yeah. developers working on. And honestly, different- hey, let's, since we're on the topic of Nintendo and this question comes up, let's not forget about one of the, the most notable culprits with its last huge installment, Pokemon. Yeah. You know, Pokemon is a great example with how horribly optimized Scarlet and Violet is. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think the year, I think a yearly release schedule um, of, of titles, I. I I I, I I personally hate it. What's like at, at this point, at this day and age, like the only things that really still do it are sports games. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, like, that's the big one. It's like even even COD at this point isn't necessarily doing it as much. They're moving to a more. It's like they'll still change the name of it, but at this point, it's they're they're kind of all in on their their Warzone games and like Modern Warfare. It's just they're iterating on that base set of like that base system they have Mm -hmm. and as a new game comes out it's their entire ecosystem now feeds into warzone Mm -hmm. so it's like whatever they make there is going to eventually all the weapons and everything are eventually going to make their way into warzone and then back and forth so even even cod has changed their system for it yeah sports games are the only other one which a lot of times are copy and pasted which is why like the like the NBAs, the NFLs, and those, they they end up being like the worst reviewed because most of the yep. time it's a copy and paste. Yep. Where as like when they do iterate on something, people go nuts for it because it's like, hey, we've been asking for this for yep. four years and you finally put it in and didn't just control C, control V and put a new cover on it. Right. So it's like even even that stuff, like, when it does get updated, it it blows up. But it's like 
it's because we're used to yearly releases just being mediocre. Right. You know, and with sports games, like as someone who like would always dive into like the new Madden stuff every year, those are ones that I wish would be like on like a bi yearly schedule. And just every year, like in that in that break year where you're not yeah, putting just on roster game, updates, just do the roster update for everyone, you know, you know, and do like a full. I mean, you, I, you, we know they can do it. We see the size of updates games do. Just do a full update where you're including their actual picture. Don't just like throw the characters in there with a blank, you know, blank generic picture. You know, just do a full roster update. I think people would be happy about that be, as long as you're continuing to innovate on the game. If you're innovating on the game every couple of years, I think people would be a lot would, would be really cool with it in that regard. You know, I know we just uh, we had so we had the official little like general reveal of the new college football game uh, called College Football Twenty Five. The full reveal, the full full reveals coming in May. This was a teaser. I apologize. And then it is set to it is set to release this summer. And I think that will come out as a banger because it just hasn't been a, a thing forever. But then I'm immediately my first thought is, okay, well, how's Twenty Six going to be next year? You know, is it just going to be copy and paste, or, or are we going to innovate? So yeah, or maybe with that one they'll actually just take their time and be like, they need to, and, and, and <laughs> just terrible. and just be like, here's the game. We'll see you in a couple of years. They need to. They need to do that. I really <laughs> wish. I really wish sports games would start doing that more. Yeah, just cool. do just do bi yearly and just do roster updates, please. Just do that. I think I think people would be like a lot more you know receptive to sports games if you did that. But actually innovate the games you know every couple of years. Yeah. I think that'd be I'm, great. I'm half convinced that the, like part of the reason they still do yearly games for sports games is specifically for who who's on the cover. Yeah, they want a different cover art every year. Yeah, they don't want to keep selling the same one. That's fair. And if that's the case. That's stupid. Yep. We don't want that. <laughs> Besides, Madden Curse is real, dude. So just get rid of the cover anyway. <laughs> Madden Curse is so real. So just get rid of it anyway. Uh, all right. So, boys, you got anything else that you guys wanted to chat about, dive into, anything you've been up to? If not, we can hit the weekly wrap-up. How we feeling? How we feeling, boys? So there's a new cool game that came out. Shut up. So Deep Rock Galactic. Oh, yeah. Has uh, released a new – or there's a new game. Yeah, it's called Deep. I think it's Deep Rock Galactic Survivors. I remember seeing something about that. Uh, which is a blend of Deep Rock Galactic and the like auto shooter vampire survivors type game. Mm-hmm. Uh, started playing it a little bit earlier, just because you know, big fan of Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, it's weird and fun because it has a lot of the mechanics of Deep Rock Galactic in it. But it, basically, like, where vampire survivors or, like, soul stone or something else, where they have, like, an open map that'll have, like, some walls and stuff that you can, that you have to path around. Yeah. Since this is Deep Rock Galactic, you can just mine through it. There you go. With with anybody. Basically, you just have a pickaxe. You mine your way through everything. It's like, and as you kill stuff and level up or mine, like, gold or nitra or any of the other resources, you get XP for it and then level up and then do your traits and everything. And then it's got, and then like, uh, it has swarms like, uh, like deep rock galactic, how it'll have the swarms that happen every Mm -hmm. now and then this game does it too. Uh, you can, it's like, you can get resupply drops, which are basically just the, uh, the traits, like the additional traits that you could normally get that aren't like just, bonuses for whatever your weapon is it's like yeah. your generic character bonus uh 
and then it's like kind of like doing a deep dive you go into a mission and i think the first mission has like five stages you have to go through Mm -hmm. um and it works the same way deep rock galactic does where you go in you give it an objective you have to complete the objective but usually in at least in the first stage of this uh survivors type game uh there'll be an elite enemy that spawns and you have to kill it mm-hmm. and before you can extract but yeah then when after you do that and complete your main objective then you have to get back to the ship or else you get left behind okay so it's it's interesting i haven't gotten too far and i've only done a couple runs on it i haven't unlocked all the classes or anything on it uh but it has the same kind of generic progressions that every other one of these games has where you get your resources in this game it happens to just be all the different resources from deep rock galactic and you have permanent traits you can unlock for like fire rates damage speed mining speed just all of that stuff and then there's different there's the four different classes and then there's different loadouts that you can unlock for them as well okay but so far seems interesting if you're a fan of deep rock galactic you'll it's like and you haven't played any of these other type of games, you'll probably still enjoy it just because it's it's Deep Rock Galactic. It has the same, like that same unknown or like mission control uh, that you have during missions where they kind of tell you, oh, swarms coming in that. Same thing happens in this. Okay. They still make jokes and stuff between mission or between the stages and that. Hmm. So it's it's fun. If you're a big fan of Deep Rock Galactic, give it a try. If you just like these type of games, this might be a way to get you into Deep Rock. There you go. What about you? You been uh, doing anything interesting? Just Persona 3. Okay, same. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, no, I've probably been going at a slower pace than I really should. Uh, I've been going at an ungodly slow pace, but that's also just because I've been traveling recently for work. Um, yeah. So that, that's, it, that's and is what it is. I'm not bringing my Xbox with me when I'm gone for a couple days here, a couple days there, you know. I'm, I'm just not. I'm not unhooking the damn thing. I was like, whatever, I'll just bring my Switch. I haven't even played the Switch, but, you know, so yeah. I, I've been going at a very slow pace. Yeah, yeah. I'm at... Tw- I, 22 hours third section first block uh all stats maxed nice i i stopped I, I i took a break from playing it not necessarily stopped i just stopped playing most everything yeah uh the last week or so but when we talked last that sunday i got i think i got f- just past where you were at when we did the podcast okay and then that's where I stopped playing. Yeah. I don't have all my stats max yet. The only one I'm missing is academics, but I should be literally right there. You chose the longest one. Yeah. That one takes more points than the other two. Yeah, 120. Or, yeah, I think it's 120 is what it is. Because I, I looked it up. Like, one's 80, one something. But, I mean, I'm at five. So, I mean, I'm almost there. Like, honestly, like I'm probably at, like, 100 out of 120. So, I mean, it's fine. I'm not really worried about Slow it. Slowpoke. I've been busy doing other stuff, man. Man, you can get it done all before summer vacation. We're in summer vacation for me. <laughs> okay. I'm in summer vacation. Okay. I'm curious just because I've not really played Persona. Is it something you try to focus on of getting your stats up? If, I, if I'm not going to lie. The part of Persona that I get fucking bored by is when I have like 20 days in a row where I'm just like, okay, after it's like after school, I guess I'm going to go study or go do this or go work or something like this if you want to get access to all the content yes so for people like me my first my first section of the game is literally just 
maxing out points to max those because especially in three to get the empress social link priestess social link and lover social link you need those maxed yeah because you have to have one the specific max stat dissociated with mitsuru yukari and uh fuka yeah because it's one of those where it's like because that that portion where it like it is you have like 20 days where it's like okay i got nothing going on i progressed as far as i can i'm just waiting on the next story beat to come around where it's just okay day-to-day activities raise stats make money social links stuff like that i'm like i find that fucking tedious i, I mean, like it that's the part that really drew people into persona yeah the is. social stats more thing than anything yeah. um like in some aspects it's fine but it's like some days where it's like you you're on it's like okay well i guess i'm gonna like i'm trying to raise it's like especially when you're like i'm gonna try to raise this stat up and you're just Every day you try to do that. Mm, pretty much. I'm like, man, it, does, it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything fun. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it depends on your preference because I like that stuff personally. Uh, that's, that's, that's all. I mean, if stuff. you want to, the other thing is you can just raise it naturally playing the game regularly and come back to it because with the new game plus, you get to keep your stats. Yeah. So, like, my first time playing... Okay, pers- but then the thing is, what, about, what else am I going to do during that giant span of time? <laughs> well, there's several things. I mean... You so the best way to do it casually is do the social links or so whatever during the day. And for then, for reference, I'm where he was when we played last time. I don't know how to tell you really where I am. I'm I'm at the floor forty two block. So it's like I've done I've I've gone so up. So you're a, so you're waiting. So do you have Mitsuru yet? Redhead. Redhead. So you have Akihiko. Boxer. Yes. Okay. okay, so you're waiting to do the uh, Emperor and Empress fight. Um, yeah, because I've just, I, it's like I I played through it kind of, I was, I was just, I'd go in the tower, I'd get up to where I couldn't progress any further. I gotcha. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, now time to just kind of work on social, work on stuff. <laughs> So the be- but, so the best way for you, since you don't like the grinding, would I would personally say well, is... It, it's, it's not even necessarily that I don't like the grinding, it's just like, like I said, you get like 30 days there where it's yeah. like, okay, where, well, it almost feels like you're not doing anything. Well, and they sort of address that because with things that came out with the uh, PSP version, because as you progress that, once you get to a certain, which you wouldn't have got it because you need Fuka first, it adds in a thing to force you back and give you a reason to go back in the tower is the whole uh people get lost in there because they're getting called in by the shadows. So yeah. periodically Elizabeth would be like, hey, some dumbass is lost in the tower. You should probably go <laughs> save them. Yeah. So, so it gives you a reason to go back in. Then in this one, they added in, which you haven't reached yet, the Mon doors, which is more or less the harder version of the tower, but also gives you better loot. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the original game, once you actually completed, beat the tower leading up before the final fight, it was just like, so you beat the tower, this door spawned here. You can run the tower again, but it's harder. <laughs> so it gives you that to fuck around with for like a month worth of days. Yeah. I guess because my the, the the reason I get thrown off while while going through and doing that is because like you get control of your character. It's like end of the day, what do you want to do? And it's like okay, let me check my messages, see what's going on today. People are messaging. It's like hey, we would you want to go to the tower? It's like I got no fucking reason to go to the tower. I want to go to the tower. The only reason to go to the tower once you clear a block is for, in this instance, is quick money. Um, just go grind out money real quick. 
if there's a locked chest you miss, because most of the locked chests after boss fights are actually worth getting. Um, and that's honestly really it. That's yeah, it, it, just the thing. It's like, because I would, I, I would be messing, I would be like going around and the characters in the game yeah. are like, hey, we want to go to the tower. Are we doing that today? It's like, why the fuck would I do that? No, I'm going to go over here and do this. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, it just, it, <laughs> I like, it's just that thing where it's like, the characters are telling me one thing, but it makes no sense for what's happening. Right? Well, in retrospect for their pre- in story base, they're just always like, hey, we just need to go to the tower to clear stuff out because in the settings stories, the yeah. shadows are just always an issue. Yeah. It's just it's just one of those where it's like No. It feel it yeah, it it, it almost feels like like people who've played through the games like you guys or some or especially you when you're coming back and playing it. You're like, yeah, I, I know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. But me playing, I'm like, man, this this feels like a stretch of a long period of time where fucking well, nothing has happened. So here's the other thing with that, especially for you getting this version. This is the best version for just clearing the tower. Actually, I take that back. PSP version is the best one for clearing the tower because they've completely removed the fatigue system besides one little aspect of it where... After you do a night on the tower, you can go to the nurse's office to get a drink for Batagawa. It doesn't take up your time, and it just yeah. immediately gives you a point of courage, the yeah. farm courage. Um, that's the only thing they kept, because the big thing with the original 3 and FES was the fatigue system, which by section, by halfway through section 2, is fucking pointless anyway. But um, after so many fights, your people would get exhausted, and your stats would be abysmal. There's no reason trying to continue the running tower, because you can't do shit. So you would actually have to leave and come back. I would almost prefer that. And so like... In theory, not... Yeah. So like for clearing the first two sections of the tower, you maybe had to do to min-max maybe three runs a piece because fatigue would wear you down. But by the time you reach the third section where you have your main core party plus an extra member to switch out and whatnot, you can just run it through because if someone gets fatigued, you just go down, grab someone else, let's keep going. That's what yeah. I. That's kind of what I. What it looked like and kind of figured, but yeah. And then with the PSP version, they added the uh, clock, which it was broken in the PSP version because um, the fatigue system was changed in that one as well, where they wouldn't actually get the fatigue status until you actually went back down to the uh, original floor. And then the t- clocks did not cost Twilight Fragments, so it was free to get a full hill plus SP recharge, which is fucking stupid. That's broken. Yes. That's broken. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, before any boss fight, if you if your people aren't saying, like, hey, I'm feeling exhausted and whatnot, you could just port down, get a heal, go back up, whip ass. Uh, otherwise, if you start hearing your, the characters say, oh, I'm feeling tired and whatnot, don't go down because then they'd get the fatigue status. Otherwise, you can just bull rush through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I, as as someone who doesn't really play these games going through it, I am not one that I have that is really stocking up on items or anything like that. And I'm going through it, and I'm like, I'm just plowing my way through thirty floors in one go. And I'm like, man, I feel like at some point I should have been challenged where I need or like where I feel like this thing that's telling me I have to pay these fragments to heal myself, I feel like that should be necessary at some point. Not really at this point in this game because of Reloaded, they have made it very much more accessible because 3 was very SP item poor. So I 
I would need to hoard SP items. This one, they're throwing that shit at you. Yeah. It's just, it's a weird, it's a weird disconnect of things they're introducing you to early in the game that you don't need until late yes. in the game when you've done forgot about it. Yes, because the whole reason that that clock was put in was because how resource management you had to be originally in three because you could very easily get screwed because um, you didn't have SP items and you use healing items very quickly, mm. um, which with reload, they give you at least a large amount where you can management a lot easily, a lot easier. And that clock's really just a last resort at this point. I know way too much goddamn information about three. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, when I started playing it and we had the whole opening scene, um, I don't like how reloads opens. I preferred it as a cutscene. I'm going to be honest. Oh, really? Okay. Where he just walks through the night because the entire, because the animation is just sort of like, why is my MP3 player not working? It just keeps walking. <laughs> yeah, we were questioning that too with with the opening. <laughs> That's the thing, because like, when like, they make you play through it, I'm like walking through it. I'm trying to interact with stuff, and it's it's basically the game basically just telling me fuck off and keep walking. Yeah, yeah basically. And because that's more or less what he does in the opening original animation, or she, if on the PSP version, um, and like the opening with the door, and when the kid shows up, I'm walking in. I went, "Where's that little shit?" <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. in which they made. Which it's probably only obvious to me because I played and everything, but they made it in the reload a lot more obvious that he's some weird being. Because mm -hmm. in the original three, he sort of just was more like a ghost and would just, he didn't have any special effects. He'd just show up. Right. I mean, I have my gripes and beefs. But I mean, overall, it's still fun. Um, if they end up releasing the answer as DLC, like the the Atlas leaker, you know, said, would yeah. this be like the most like? Would is this the most complete way to play P three? Because in P three, it's like all over the damn place. Because like FES, the answer, etc. Like, isn't there like no true complete version? Would this be the closest thing? If they it would be the, the closer because uh, there was P three, then we got FES, which added the answer to P three. Then we got the PSP version, which adds the whole. Uh, different perspective of female protag but without the answer plus a bunch of other stuff like the kitchen dorm room stuff the gardening all that things okay um, so if they release the answer this is the most complete version more than likely then okay with some of the aspects that they've added in which makes combat easier like the uh baton pass being added into three yeah because that wasn't ever a fucking thing mm -hmm. um the fact of the matter that they made it where your teammate's default is direct command and not act freely. You know, I have to have a fight with people because for in three and four, for some goddamn reason, your team member's default command is act freely. And there's a lot of people who believe Persona 3, you cannot control your teammates and that it, they're solely AI controlled. <laughs> That's unfortunate for them. <laughs> because not once... I mean, not once does the game pull up a tool to me like, hey, you can change your people's commands mm. in the original three. So if you don't look for it. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Get fucked. Yeah. All right. Uh, you guys ready to hit the weekly wrap up? Sure. Okay. Uh, Andy did ask, before I forget, have you guys seen the Overwatch updates? Did they make the game good? I have not seen anything. That's just out of my timeline, honestly. Uh, I haven't been following anything Overwatch in a long time. Same. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, I'll be honest. If they actually kept true to the vision of what Overwatch 2 was supposed to be, I, I would probably still be like on board with it. But like it, it is gone. It went against everything that made me excited for it. Uh, and apparently, it's dog shit. Andy says dog shit. So there you go. And I, Overwatch 2 is still dog shit to no surprise. I think I may have played it once, and I was uh, just because like some buddies wanted to play it, and I was like, I guess and then i was sure. like after a few <laughs> minutes i was like or after one session i'm like all right never doing that again i'm yeah. honestly surprised no one's tried to net code in the overwatch uh they basically changed everyone's projectile size and hitbox to the point you can almost you almost can't miss you know i saw that on tiktok i think now that you mentioned it i think i saw a thing about like genji i saw where genji's like losing his shuriken ability or no it was his deflect it was his deflect he's losing his deflect and it's gaining some new shuriken like swipe up ability thing uh, i also saw some stuff like reinhardt or something changed with him i know roadhog and uh, did roadhog ever like lose his heel and get like a spider-man grappling hook i remember seeing that being a thing but it was only in ptr i don't know if it ever actually came out uh let's see he can't dash during ult anymore oh man poor genji poor genji that sucks uh, Overwatch is just a shit pile. Hopefully Microsoft can fix it. Uh, uh, hopefully Microsoft can fix it. Blizzard's gone up in flames, you know, especially here recently with more people leaving, like Mike Ybarra leaving and stuff like that. So hopefully they can fix it. Uh, all right, let's hit the weekly wrap-up. Before we do, special shout-out to our other partner here, Rogue Energy. You can use our referral link down below, promo code SPARK3, to get 10% off your order. And we would definitely appreciate that extra support. Pick up Rocket Pop. It's really good. Sour candies are good, too, but they're out of stock right now, unfortunately. I looked at that earlier because I need some more. Yeah, they're out of stock with a lot of things. Yeah, that and I think Black Cherry they're out of as well. Uh, but they got they got Rocket Pop in. Strawberry Kiwi's in, too. Strawberry Kiwi's awesome as well. See, so, so. yeah, I just got me some Bubblegum and Radiant Russian. So There you go. Have, haven't opened the game in months. I feel you. I haven't opened the game since Overwatch 2 came out. <laughs> I played it when it came out, and that was it. All right, let's hit the weekly wrap-up, boys. So the first thing uh, is the Embracer Group stuff. Uh, so Embracer Group just continues to burn, boys. You know, they make this big purchase. I say big purchase. It's it's a big purchase in terms of, like, nobility, but, like, money-wise, they got it for chump change, uh, where they bought all the Square Enix, like, uh, Europe assets, I think, which yeah. is, like, Crystal Dynamics and a few others. Uh, but they've apparently canceled 29 more unannounced games between July and December. Uh, the restructuring plans have seen seven studios close, uh, resulting in over 1,300 job cuts. It's almost 1,400 to be exact, uh, which is about 8% of its global workforce. Uh, CEO did say the plans, uh, the restructuring plans has now entered the final stretch, but more cuts are coming. Uh, some notable studi studio closures have included the Saints Row developer uh, Volition, as well as Time Splitters developer Free Radical Design, which if you guys remember, like a year and a half ago, they did announce Time Splitters was coming back, and now they're just no longer a studio at all. The Volition one I'm not really surprised by, though. Yeah. Am I'm not surprised as well as I am at the same time. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 the I know Saints Row is kind of just a thing, you know, over the, the last couple of entries, but it's still just like it's still notable. You know what I mean? It's like they I haven't done anything. I feel like you would at least try to just put them up for sale or something. Like Gearbox, that was surprising to see they put up Gearbox for sale. Like I think that's very shocking that they they just threw Gearbox. I mean, they've had Gearbox, you know, for a few years now. So I think that once it's like 2020, 2019. Yeah. So, but yeah, Gearbox is put up for sale. Borderlands developers. Saints Row Three slapped. Yeah. See, we got a Saints Row Three fan in here. I think it was Saints Row Four that just really sucked, didn't it? I don't remember. No, Saints Row Three was the one hated. Saints Row Four gave revival. Really? Yeah. Well, apparently, Saints Row Three Andy's a fan of. So I don't know, but. No, Embracer, man, like they, you know, they they make this purchase 
uh, you know, taking over like the Square Enix stuff. And it's just like, then they just like go on a rampage, just shutting studios down, canceling projects left and right. And it's like not even just, you know, Square Enix Studios projects. It's like projects of other studios. Like, I don't know exactly what the whole restructuring plan is at Embracer Group. You know, because it's just like out of all these titles that's been, you know, that has already been announced, like, are they on the chopping block? Like, you know, you wouldn't think they would cancel like the the newly announced, like, you know, Tomb Raider game that announced like a year and a half ago, whatever. But it's like, is that going to be on the chopping block? You know, it's like, I don't know. Embracer's whole restructuring plan. I don't know what it is. Like, I just don't. All I ever see out of Embracer is just more stuff being canceled. It It's almost like they went they went and bought all of this. Because they wanted a few select things, but they could only buy. That's, that's but they could buy it too. as a package deal. Yeah, that's my. And then they're just like, okay, everybody else, get the fuck out of here. We wanted this. <laughs> Sounds like it. That's the exact vibe. Sounds that like I got. buying a mystery card box. Yeah, exactly. And just throwing away everything it, that yeah, you don't want. It's like if you buy you this wanted. mystery card box, we'll give you this. Yeah, exactly. And they go, well, I want that. I don't want anything else. I just want that. <laughs> That's the vibe that I've got. I don't know. I mean, like, dude, like, shout out to everyone who's lost their jobs. Hopefully, hopefully you've already found a new one or you will soon. That sucks. I mean, like, that's been the ongoing conversation the last year now in gaming. Like, like I said before, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, 2023 was like the best year in gaming ever in terms of the quality of games coming out. But at the same time, it was like the worst year in gaming for developers. Yeah. You know, like game development is such like a rocky industry right now, just game industry in general. Where it's just like I saw people like, you know, some people that I follow, you know, put out. It's just like if I was in like game development, there is like very few jobs that I would be willing to move my family for. You know, it's like, you know, remote jobs I feel like really needs to just continue to be the future because of how unsteady, you know, the the industry is. And I, th- I think that's very fair. Uh, next thing here, I wanted to shout this out because it just made me really happy to see. Uh, this, so there was a new game that came out this week called Banisher's Ghost of the New Eden. Uh, this is a game that I've had my eye on for a while. I wasn't able to pick it up because I'm, I'm broke. It's unfortunate. I'll pick it up soon. But I was when, when this game was coming out, you know, I didn't see a lot of people talking about it. Uh, and I was just hoping and praying it was just going to come out and be a good game. Uh, and it's actually come out with some pretty good reviews, like an 82 on Metacritic, uh, lots of nines, eights, and, and, and sevens. So, uh, it's really cool to see. Overall, looks really solid. Gameplay looks great. The story seems interesting. I'm looking forward to picking this one up and playing it at some point. Uh, but then also, Skull and Bones finally came out. Shout out to that. Started off at like a, like a 55 on Metacritic. It's actually gone up to a 64 somehow. I don't know how. I'm just waiting for my lawsuit. Yeah, just waiting for that to happen. Uh, lots of low and mid scores. Looks about as expected. But also, special shout out to our friend Dave. He's the only person I know that played the game. So before it came out, me and him, we were on the phone. We were talking about and just general bullshit, you know, seeing how you're doing kind of thing, you know. And uh, we're talking about some upcoming games. And he mentions to me that he's looking forward to Skull and Bones. And I was taken back. I'm like, wait, what What, were, what are you looking forward to? He's like, I'm looking forward to playing Skull and Bones. I'm like, are, are we sure we're talking about the same game? Like, are you my sure about that statement? My immediate question would have been, <laughs> What do you know about it, Dave? See, that was gonna be that. I did ask him, like, "What do you What do you know?" He's like, "I don't know. I just think the concept just looks really fun." And I'm just like, "All right, man, you go have a good time." He, <laughs> Skull and Bones, its only hope was to appeal to to I'm assuming to people like Dave, where they see a trailer and they go, "That looks cool." I yeah. want to be a pirate, but they don't. <laughs> But they've never they know they don't look any further than that. Like, yeah, I get caught off that guard that way with with games sometimes. Yep, where it's like, 
yeah, that trailer looked good. I'm going to remember that name. Right. And then when I see it pop up in the store, I'm going to buy it. Yep. And yeah, that must be, that's got to be the only people they were like marketing to. Basically, uh, Andy says, I love Assassin's Creed Black Flag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, Black Flag was a great game. Its naval if, combat was fun. If only this game actually came out when it was supposed to. Guess, what you, can't, guess what you can't do in Skull and Bones? Board other ships. Exactly. Uh, it's literally the same game without the Assassin's Creed combat. I mean, yeah, it is. Because, I, and you know, when he says it's literally the same game, he is correct. Because the, all the vibes of this game is everyone says, like, this game took 11 years to develop, but it feels like a game that came out 15 years ago. Because that's all it was supposed to be. <laughs> it's people, what it was supposed to be. People liked the Black Flag naval combat. It was fun. It was innovative at the time. It was supposed to be its own thing. They fucked up. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so when Davin texts me, right, he said, I played one hour of Skull and Bones, and I'm unimpressed and uninstalling. 10 out of 10 would not buy. I just thought it <laughs> sounded neat. <laughs> and I was just like, I saw that one coming, buddy. <laughs> you should have warned, warned him. He spent 70 bucks on that. Uh, you know what the worst part is? Like, he spent it to the point where he was able to play it early, because this was last Friday when he texted me. Because it was because if you bought, if you pre-order bought You're it. You're so mean. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck did you do, man? I would have. I, I just let him figure it out, man. I would have at least. Dave, you're listening back. I'm sorry. I knew when this was going to happen. Alex, I would have <laughs> given a warning. <laughs> I kind of gave a warning. I just didn't hammer it like, hey, man, this game's going to be ass cheeks. I was just like, hey, man, I don't think that game's going to be very good, but you have a good time, buddy. <laughs> so, so you did like, I, I see you're going to hit that thing, but I mean, I'll point it out and hope you see my finger. Basically. No, you should have at least been like, hey, make sure not to hit this point. Like the early access, don't pay for that. Right. You're going to regret that part at least. <laughs> Poor guy. I love you, Dave. I'm sorry, man. All right, all right, let's move on. Uh, apparently, a Nintendo Partner Direct Mini is going to be coming out uh, next week per report, so okay. look forward to that. It's going to be great. Okay. You going to watch it? <laughs> no. Okay, cool. I'm not either. You know, I'll be the one to watch it. All right, I'll watch it. Uh, apparently, a Dragon's Dogma 2 demo could be coming, and it, they also confirmed that the game is going to have uncapped frame rate, so Yay! that's pretty cool. That's pretty sick. Is the demo going to carry your progress over to the main game? Uh, and Dragon's Dogma. Well, the demo's demo, not yes. announced. This is just report. I know, but yeah. I, I would assume so. Here, I would like, assume so, because the Dragon Dogma's original demo carried over. Yeah. yeah. My, the, my, the whole point of my question is, if it doesn't, it's disappointing, because no. it demos have been coming back, and they've been uh, carried progress, which is better than... Better than we could used to hope I'm for. I'm sorry. We just got demos back. <laughs> shout out to That's demos. what I've been happy about. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy demos. we got demos, but for these games that I'm going to play, I would like my progress to carry over. Yeah. You know, and speaking of shout out demos, just, uh, I think we've mentioned this on the show before, but just special shout out to the demo discs back in the day. I loved those things. Those things were awesome. You want one? Which one? I'd have to see which one it is. Is it on GameCube? No. Okay. Because I don't have the one anymore that had like Splinter Cell, uh, Beautiful Joe. Do you remember that one? Yeah. That was the one that I had. Loved it. No, I loved got, it. I got a couple PlayStation ones, which are a mixed bag. Okay. Well, loved demo discs back in the day. Those are awesome. Uh, apparently, Respawn is making a, which I think, didn't they change their name? Aren't they like Respawn something? No, that, I think that was Focus, wasn't it? Focus change from like Focus Entertainment to something yeah, else. Whatever. Something dumb. Something stupid. Anyway, Respawn is making a first person Mandalorian game, it's claimed. So, I mean, if 
That makes sense. <laughs> if somebody's going to do it. If someone's got to do it. I mean, it might as well be Respawn. Might as well. Uh, it's apparent, I did see where it's like not going to be like open world or anything. It's going to be a very linear, kind of similar to like the, the Jedi games. I mean, so, that'd, yeah. be f- that'd be fine if it's yeah. following the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd rather fine. not be an open world yeah, game. Yeah, that would be sort of tedious. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's fine. Uh, we did get the Evo lineup. Uh, we got uh, Street Fighter Six. We got Tekken Eight, Mortal Kombat, Guilty Gear, King of Fighters, Grand Blue Versus, Undernight in Birth Two. No clue what this is. Never even it's heard under, of this title. It's under Fucking. in Night Birth Two. It is an amazing two D fighter. Phenomenal. Have never heard of this title. You're until not I into. You're not into the fighting dude, game scene. I'm not Alex, right. And Alex, also Street let, Fighter Three Third let me, Strike. Let but. me put it this way. Uh, also, that's uh, Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, Guilty Gear Strive. I know. Yeah, but yeah. you didn't you did say it. <laughs> I was going to... Listen, I, was, I figured if I said Guilty Gear is on the Evo lineup... That is no, not good. You, that I, is I not do. Most people would know it's just you, the new no, one. No, 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 no. You can't do that anymore because, let me put it this way, the only game from that list that was a surprise to be there is uh, Street Fighter Three Third Strike because Evo's been doing this new thing for a couple years where uh, they do all their main games... And then they do one older game that they still hold a tournament for for people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like Third Strike is gonna be a mainline Evo tournament game. Last year it was Marvel vs. or yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom Two uh, was the game that they did it for. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're doing this thing where they do these older games. So you can't necessarily just say like Guilty, Guilty Gear, Gear, okay, because it could be. It'll the original Gear. Guilty Gear. In a couple Gear. years, Guilty it Gear could be Okay, Guilty that's... Gear XD. All right, now that you've explained it, that's fair. I they, was just under the impression that if I said it and you follow Evo, you knew what I was talking also, about. Also, John, I didn't that's realize fair. you watched Under in Ninth Birth stuff. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, when Evo time comes around, Zach, I will have... I'll have both my monitors going. I'll have my TV go. I'll bring other TVs in the room. <laughs> That's dedication. To have as many screens up for every game as possible. Because Undernight fights are very fun to watch. Uh, Undernight under is probably the the one I watched the, the, the least of. This past Evo was uh, Mortal Kombat of 11's no. like swan song, so mm-hmm. I watched the entire tournament of that. Uh, but yeah, no, like... Uh, this year is going to be interesting with uh because we're, we're it's basically going to be the first big tournament that has all of the new games in it. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, Undernight, Undernight, I enjoy watching. It's not it's not my favorite to watch, but I do enjoy watching it. It's it's one of those where it's like the kind of the less you know about it, I think, is almost more fun. <laughs> in, I could see that with in, that. in my opinion on that game. Uh. Also, just because it's hard, to, it's hard to follow all of the fighting games that are going on at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll say this last Evo, Guilty or Strive, ended up probably being the one I had the most fun with. Other than uh, the Street Fighter Six. Now you get Tekken Eight to watch. Oh yeah, gonna this, this is gonna be a wild. Oh Evo. yeah, Evo's gonna be fun. Evo is gonna be wild this year. Uh, let's see, next thing, uh, New Game Plus and more updates coming to Spider-Man 2 on March 7th. So shout out to that. If you've been waiting for New Game Plus, it will be here very, very soon. Uh, some Atlas and Sega leaks from the notorious leaker who has his information. He's got a 100% proven track record. Never been wrong. Apparently, Persona 1 and 2 remasters exist at Atlas as well as a Persona 4 remake. So that is interesting. He did make sure to kind of specify 
that like when it comes to Persona One and Two, they weren't gonna probably be like reload like style remakes. So it sounds I'd like be more of a surprise if they did. Yeah, so probably more of a remaster for those. Uh, may also, but those may also be bundled together too. Probably wouldn't surprise me. Uh, apparently, a Sonic Chow mobile game is in uh, coming to Netflix. Netflix games because that's a thing. In case anyone forgot, I did. Uh, there's also a Sonic Sports title coming to Apple Arcade, as well as a. There's also a Shimigami Tensei game coming to Netflix games, which I think will be a a five spinoff. I think so. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a Netflix game. You got to play from the Netflix tab. Better be a gotcha game, otherwise they can fuck off. Yeah, we'll see. The last piece of news I've got, the biggest W of them all, Live and Learn from Crush 40 is confirmed to be in Sonic 3, the movie. That is the biggest W of everything here. Because my one complaint about both Sonic movies is that there has not been any Crush 40. You know, just, just throw one song in there, please. That's all I've asked for. And now we get Live and Learn, the most notable one. So I'm here for that. You know what would be really great? If they threw in a running from an 18-wheeler scene in there? Honestly, wouldn't shock me if it's going to be in there. I mean, it really wouldn't. I mean, this is basically Sonic Adventure 2 is what this game's going to be. I saw where like I, uh, they had like a, a... So wait, are we going to have a amorphous blob on the screen the entire time? Potentially. We'll see. Maybe. Even though they're trying to push Shadow? Who knows? Maybe. We just going to get all three of the GameCube villains together? I would have loved to see a Sonic Adventure style movie, but I mean, the natural way to go is just go to... And focus on Are we going to watch Knuckles be dumb as Rouge the Bat makes her first appearance? Oh, 100%. No doubt in my mind on that one. Because like, I know they, they revealed like more cast members, whatever, and some pretty notable names, like uh, Kristen Ritter, you know, Jessica Jones. She's mm-hmm. going to be in it. So I imagine she'll be the voice of like Rogue or she'll be the voice of Amy. I think Rogue and Amy both will be introduced. Um, Amy better die. Wow. Fucking harsh. Uh, then, of course, Jim Carrey coming back as Eggman. Is I don't huge. know why I want Amy to die so much. That, that's just harsh, man. That's brutal. But <laughs> Anyway, all right, so that's all I have for the weekly wrap-up. You boys got anything? You awake, John? Yeah, I, I noticed <laughs> on screen, John. just like, well, it's, it. It it's the Sonic time. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you boys got anything else for no, the I'm weekly wrap-up? Oh, Naraka Season 11's going. Shut up. Shut up. John, you get anything? It left me. I had something. I don't know what it is, so yeah. we'll move on. All right. I'm going to hit the music. We're going to get out of here. We should be back next week with no issues. Oh, no. We'll see. All right. Let's go. Out. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. Um, yeah, let us know things that we missed, whether it be something new, something bad, something good, maybe something we don't care about. Let us know. We'll say something, maybe. All right, Derek thing he said more. And uh, if you liked what you saw with us this week, uh, we tend to do these episodes every Saturday at about 6 p.m. Central Time. So come check us out then. Yeah, we should be back next week. Uh, you can also check us out on our website, sparky3.com. You can set up for free. Send up five bucks a month. We'd appreciate that extra support. And uh, make sure to check out our sponsor, Agent Inc. Buy a jersey. We got some sick jerseys on the site, best on the entire site, as well as check out some Rogue Energy with the referral link down below. Promo code SPARKY3 to get 10% off your order. Uh, join the Discord. Come chat with us. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Until next time, bye.